Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, I'm just going to get comfy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> super, super comfy. Yeah, this is like totally uh, laid back, you know. People are like, so do you have questions? Or like, how's it going to go? It's like, I don't know. It's just as chill in the room, you know. I like that. It's just chill in the room. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. I can chill in the room. Nice, man. So where, where yeah. did... um. <clears throat> So Buenos Dias is the band, right? Buenos Dias is the band. And then the last name, is that where you the, get that? The, yeah, my last name. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I used to live in New York City for a while, like back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, just some drunken late night with my buddies. Somehow or another, they, they, they fell on Buenos Dias with my name. And I was like, oh, man, I'm keeping that forever. Nice, yeah. And, and actually, it's worked really well. Like People really think it's a clever. It takes them a second sometimes if they don't know my name either. Yeah. And then when they find it, they're like, oh, oh, that's pretty good. That's good. So, Nice. And what was that again? How long ago did you like start? Well, I was in. Band? Well, so, yeah, I'll give you a little quick rundown. Yeah. I, was in, I was in New York from 2006 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Texas originally, though. So. Okay. And uh, around 2009, 10-ish, I lived in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a really still hot time for that neighborhood in New York. A lot of indie rock bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like TV on the radio, Vampire Weekend, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of, that was when I actually really started Buenos Dias was back then. And uh, nice. I'm actually about to drop a, a new record this year called Cocaine Queen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw that on, yeah. uh, on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like a beautiful synth pop guitar rock record. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So a lot of new wave elements and stuff like that. A lot of synthesizers and cool sounds. And um, That's the way we're going. Yeah. Like, well, that was where I started back then. And, you know, life changed. I moved out of New York, this and that. And I just kind of, when I got to Austin, I was like, I'm just going to start from ground zero, which for me is always kind of like blues and roots music. Okay. But now, like I've been spending the past few years working on that, that synth pop material again. And, and now we're dropping it out finally. So nice. kind of come in full circle of how I originally envisioned the band. And um, I mean, I mean this, this is the town to be in for like blues for sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this town, I, I always, this town is so good for like, if what you're doing is quality, people like yeah. it here. Do you want cream or anything? No, I'm good black. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. Thank you. Well, nice, tasty cup of joe. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, man. Um, so we're from, we're from Texas. What area? I grew up in Houston. Houston, nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too far away. Yeah. yeah. But brother. I've been in Austin 10 years now already. Oh, okay. So this is kind of... From the 2012 from New York? Yeah, I okay. came from 2012 to Austin. From, from New York to Austin. I did like a small, like, I went to San Francisco for a hot second. Because when I was leaving New York, I was like, man, if I move straight to Austin from New York, I feel like it's going to be too small, too slow. Yeah. And I may I may just like end up back in New York, and I didn't want to do that. So I went to San Francisco for a short period and just kind of like came down a couple rungs on the ladder as far as like city life mm. before transitioning into Austin. Okay. And um, But now, man, I love being here. I love this town so much. Yeah, people ask me because I'm, I'm born and raised from here. And they're like, uh, oh, like, cool. It's like, how, how's like the city growing and stuff? It's like, honestly... You don't really tell, you know what I mean? Like, if you visit here, visited here like five years ago and you come back, you're probably like, oh, it's not how it was five years ago. Right. But when you're living in it, you know, it's, it's kind of nice, like, seeing, you know, like, new things pop up when it's just, like, closed down shops I never go to, you know? It's yeah. Like, it's cool, like, having all these new um, things just to sort of excite excite your brain. But I feel like overall, I mean, it's still kept its awesome vibe, you know? It's like... It's there. It's still, like... Um, just like a Texas town, you know. I mean, Southern hospitality, but then mixed with the city, it's not too like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, would would you say New York is a little bit more like true city style? Like, oh yeah. I mean, that's like. I mean, I haven't been to Paris before. Uh huh. 
I, I imagine to be similar in a way to New York, but New York is just like, yeah, it's the epicenter of city, American cities. Like, you know, Austin is like, I always like to say it's like 183, 71. That's what I used to tell people. It's like, I don't want to go, you know, yeah. too lazy to drive. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like the old school century area. Yeah. It's like Mopac, 183. Yeah. That's central Austin. Yeah. Even like 183 coming that way too, you know, mm -hmm. circles around. Yeah. And, and then from there you start to see the sprawl of like suburbs and urban sprawl and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a similar concept to how New York is. It's just New York has been there forever. Yeah, that's that's what I'm starting to see here. I went to help my friend drive to LA in 2016 or something, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's like kind of there's these little communities tightly knit with like almost everything you need and a lot yeah. of like variety. Yeah, people kind of just chill in the, that area. They don't really need to, right? You know, like, I don't need to drive up to North Austin to right. go have a certain kind of food or a certain right. kind of shop. It's yeah. you know, it's going to be in the vicinity. Yeah, it's really happening here a lot these days too as as Austin grows yeah. more too. You know, it's like you can just be neighborhood centric and just stay put. So so that synth pop I know like that's, you know, of course your where your musical heart's kind of taking you. Sure. But I'm guessing it was pretty like well received in New York, right? I mean, I'm guessing Yeah, cuz funny enough, I even did, I don't know, we did a handful of shows cuz when I was putting the band together, it, it was just timing with my time leaving the city. Like I had been in a long relationship, it came to an end and and I just needed a full change of pace mm -hmm. cuz it was a uh, it was a, just a big change in life and so, but we did some shows as the synth pop band and like the first one was sold out in this great club that's oh, actually wow. it's gone now. It used to be called Cameo in Brooklyn. And um and yeah, we played there with some friends, you know, a nice stacked bill and like it was packed. And then we did it again a few times and stuff. So like I I, I was developing the incarnation of it and it was well received and stuff. Mm -hmm. and even now, like we're, we're getting close now with the live band, like because um, you saw us with the three piece, but it, it grows to like a five, six piece band when we add the keyboards and oh, other wow. elements to start pulling in those elements that are on the records and stuff. So have you ever backtracked since because you didn't have somebody? No, I think that falls, um, that I fall back to being a rootsy musician. It's like, I, I kind of got to have it live. Mm -hmm. And I've done gigs as a side guy with tracks and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything against it. It's cool. But for what I want to present, I want it to be yeah. sonically live. You know, I want it yeah. coming out of someone's amp or it's going to the PA and they're playing it and performing. Because also, you know, we, we with the band, like I'm, I'm pretty flexible and just like I let everybody kind of be themselves like you know there might be like a melody line yeah play the melody line but then when it's time to be yourself be yourself you know? yeah so um I really like that element of having people do that nice what, what yeah. uh guitar mm -hmm. when did you start doing that oh man forever really yeah I, I, I've been playing <laughs> for over 30 years oh wow yeah, nice yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah I started kind of late man I um it was probably my senior year in high school so at 20, 2005 or something. Yeah. So what is that? It's coming up on 17, 17 years. There you go. 15. But yeah, I, I uh, my friends went to go see a, a rock band and I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I listen to like pop music, you know, sure. it's like, which, you know, pop music, you'll, you'll get some rage on there. You'll get some Britney Spears. Yeah. You'll get some Michael Jackson. You'll get yeah. some Bee Gees. You know, it's a good, yeah. a, a good plethora of genres. But um, yeah, I heard this rock band. I was like, man, that's so cool. And I kind of got into the band and I was like, you know, I asked my mom for a guitar for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I got it and I hated it. I didn't know how to play it, you know? <laughs> I went through a very similar thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, my sister, I have an older sister and uh -huh. she was playing guitar. So she's about four years older than me and she was into rock and roll. 
And so the guitar was there, and I picked it up and asked her if she would show me a few chords, and she did. But it, like, you know, I think we all go this. It really hurt my hands. Yeah. And I was like, it, it kind of, I was like, man, this sucks. It's just hard. And so I stopped for about a year, and then I got back into it, and then I never stopped. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I kind of went through that phase too. I was just like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah, I, I, I think it was just the, the learning curve. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you, you want to be able just to make noise. Yeah. And that's what I tell a lot of people who want to learn guitar. It's like. First of all, don't be afraid of it. You know what I mean? No. It's like you can really beat it up. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like not you can, hurt it. Yeah, you're not going to hurt it. No. And secondly, just like try to get a really good tone with one note, you know, just play one note at a time. And once yeah. you can do that, it really kind of uh, liberates you to yeah. be able to, you know, just try to learn a melody. That's what I was doing. Like, yeah, just listening to, uh, I think it was the Bourne, Jason Bourne, the <laughs> the credits. Oh, nice. There's a song by Moby, Extreme Ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those yeah. two notes i was like oh man i'm nice. playing guitar now yeah. right yeah. <laughs> that's a really great philosophy to have i i um i have the pleasure of working with this really old school artist in austin alejandro escovedo as well mm -hmm. and um i mean he's like a, a godfather of the original punk scene in america you know he he helped started in san francisco and he lived in um the chelsea hotel in new york in the 70s during the heyday of punk at cbgb's and all this stuff and, you know and we're actually we're closing south by out at the continental club oh uh, nice this sunday it's a 12 30 slot close it all down wow it's an awesome um, venue it's a great venue yeah and he's has a, a long history of playing there because he played every monday night for like 10 years and it was always a line around the block for him and stuff so mm -hmm. and this is his first show back in two years post pandemic oh wow so it's gonna be crazy Dang. but it's fun because he he and I really have a really cool relationship as as musicians on stage and in the rehearsals together. And and he was just like, man, you know, like, don't be afraid to play one note and don't be afraid to play like the wrong note. He's like, I'm not going to get mad. He's like, just play something so different that, that you don't ever play. And it's like, in my mind, it's just like that one note comment just registers because you can say so much with one yeah. note. You don't need to be playing all these licks, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just like we all get there. As long as it's a journey, you know, yeah. music's a journey, so it takes time to get more seasoned and reserved yeah. like that. You the know? space between the notes is as important as the notes themselves. Sometimes way more important. Yeah. yeah. Man, um, so with that show, are you going to be like playing your stuff or you're just like kind of with No, him? I'm just his lead guitar player. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So he, he has a whole catalog. I mean, he's he actually just got inducted into the Austin, Hall, um, Austin City Limits Hall of Fame. Mm. So now we're playing his music. I'm just in his band. But it's gonna be cool. It's a nine-piece band: two, wow. two cellos, two backup singers. He and I on guitars. Uh, he's singing. I'm on backup vocals, keyboards, bass, drums, and then he's. I think he's bringing in like three or four guest vocalists Dang. too. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I keep saying <laughs> someone's gonna get stabbed at that show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like you know, at the end of South by, there's always just like those like. Crazy moments, the yeah. Crazy and the crazy people that are just looking for the party to never end, yeah. And they end up at stuff like that, going bananas, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it's gonna yeah, be fun. Yeah, the sounds great. The stage is great. I can't remember the name of the last band I saw there, but they, uh, they really killed it, man. Yeah, that's a great room. Um, this is good coffee. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, some Peruvian blend. I nice. always get it. It's like cheap, but it's good. Yeah. Um. So. We're on the east side of Austin. Is this where you grew up? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I grew uh, up on the east side of Houston. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is predominantly like lower middle class Mexican neighborhood. Yeah, it's kind of was here. Like back in the day, 35 was yeah. like the separator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up on East 2nd. Okay. And then I had moved around a couple times. Yeah. Just lived in my grandma's house in Holly for a little bit. Oh, oh man. 
Deep in the east side. Yeah. I love this side. I love this side of town. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has that history and feel still. Yeah, yeah. And no, it still has that. Uh, I'd, I'd like to move to the other side of Pleasant Valley. It kind of sucks. So, like, mm-hmm. Pleasant Valley, there's, like, a couple of neighborhoods, but it's, like, slowly mm-hmm. becoming more industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not more, in, but more businessy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I went around and got a permit signed by everyone because oh, cool. this house behind us, they wanted to make it mixed use. Right. And apparently this block behind it, it's the only non-commercial zoning from 183 to Pleasant Valley on wow. 5th Street. Oh, wow. So they, they got it. They're going to do something soon. But I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've driven down Cesar Chavez on mm-hmm. 183 mm-hmm. or towards 183. But yeah, there's a lot of big buildings. Oh, kind I of know. And, the, and happening fast, too. Yeah, on the other side of like uh, Jacobi's and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've played Central Machine Works a few times. And it's like we were there maybe a couple of weeks ago even. And I was like, whoa, it's like new build- buildings popped up from the last time I was there, which yeah. was a couple months ago or something. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on over yeah, here? Fast. It's so fast. Yeah. I guess that's good for, uh, you know, just through traffic and stuff, like when you're coming yeah. back home. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, you know, and it's like, I, I another little just, uh, you know, tidbit I took from living in New York. You know, when it's a city, I mean, it's an, change is inevitable. Growth is inevitable. If you can embrace that living in a city, you're fine. Nothing's going to upset you. Yeah, It's yeah. just part of the identity of being in a city. And, you know, Austin seems to just uh, be facing that more recently, whereas, like, a sleepier college town back in the day. Yeah, but, know? I mean, yeah, it was definitely always a city. Yeah. yeah. Def- it definitely feels more like a big city, and I've been to a couple of them in my life. You yeah. Know, just, like, we went to New York on tour. Or, like, nice. You know, went there for a band trip or something, you know. Yeah. But it's like, you just experience it. It's like, okay, it's kind of just like, yeah, Austin on you know crack <laughs> it is Austin on crack which is funny because I spent some time in India a few years back and I went to um Mumbai Mumbai yeah and which is old Bombay okay and um it was like New York on crack Dang. because you know like I think there I don't know how many people live there 30 million in I Mumbai? mean it's India it's like it's, it's densely populated yeah and 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 that and Dang. Old Bombay is a major city, like major Indian city, and it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like you literally knew. That's what exactly what I said because I flew in and out of New York too, and I went back to New York and I was like, how in the world do I think New York is clean? <laughs> yeah, and it was. It was just so much cleaner than like being over there. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Hopefully we don't get thirty three hundred million in I, Austin. Or I, <laughs> They no one. They don't stop coming though. Like people just keep moving here. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if we're gonna reach a saturation or something, but yeah, I'm I'm always gonna be here. But it would be nice to like have a house out, you know, like in Bastrop sure. or you know a little bit away to where you're not too far away. Yeah, but. I love those. I love all the little tiny towns surrounding yeah. Austin. They're cool. Yeah, they're they're yeah. nice, man. I I definitely want to uh, this year just adventure out into Texas more. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I we're gonna be going to. I think Pernalis Park mm-hmm. next week. Pernalis State yeah, Park. Yeah. Pernalis I haven't State been Park. there. I heard it's great. I think I've been there, but I can't remember. But there's just like so many state parks. And then I went with my friend to Big Ben at the beginning of the year. Love Big Ben. And we had dr- driven through like Alpine and yeah. State of Marfa, yeah. drove through Presidio. And I was like, man, I've never really been to this like West, West Texas area. Yeah. I went for the first time myself last fall. Yeah. I had it's never beautiful. Been like, it's, it's awesome. So many like mountains and stuff. Like a lot of the topography you don't get unless you go to like, you know, Colorado or Mexico or yeah. something to where you can just look in the distance and yeah. 
you know? Yeah. But you get it a little bit, you get it a little bit out there Mm -hmm. in West Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But a big band was, yeah, it was crazy. It was huge. Mm -hmm. We definitely didn't uh, expect it to be as huge as it was. We maybe saw like 5% of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's big. Yeah. Real big. Have you played out there at all? I had never played out in West Texas yet. And um, I'm familiar with the, with the scene and the clubs that are out there, but um, we just haven't, I just had, that just hasn't kind of fallen in place for us yet, maybe. But, um, also, it's far. Yeah. You got <laughs> to go for like three days and play the, the circuit out there. Yeah. Otherwise, you're driving nine hours for one show, and that's like kind of a lot. <laughs> so so speaking of Texas and stuff, yeah. um, your guitar playing, I heard, you know, it's very bluesy, but every time I hear blues in Austin, it kind of gives me like a Stevie Ray yeah. vibe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's inevitable if you grew up in Texas playing guitar. Yeah. But then if you like blues too, then you checked him out. See, that that's funny though, because when I grew up, I always heard, like, you know, my dad had put on some videos, like mm-hmm. the ACL show he did, where it's like, I think he had on a black shirt. I think it was the one he might have done the Voodoo Child cover. Oh, Stevie? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That that sounds like that was when he was already sober, too. Yeah, like, it, yes. I, yeah it was. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. So my dad I, used put- to, I used to watch that stuff religiously when I was younger, like... I, I did. I mean, I liked him a lot. I, st- I took a big moment where I stepped away from checking him out for no reason. But, um, yeah, I mean, I studied him for sure a ton, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I really didn't. I, I, my dad listened to got me listening to a lot of rock growing up. Like, he'd put that on. He'd put on Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's that's always the dad role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dads show you classic rock. Yeah, my mm-hmm. mom would show me more like Chicago and the Carpenters. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he'd wake, up, uh, wake us up some morning with the... Before school with uh, Black Sabbath, the song, I think. Yeah. Fucking bells and like nice. spooky noises. But to get to the point, growing up, I was like, I, I heard so much blues. It kind of turned me away from it, to be honest. Like, sure, yeah. Just because, you know, you know, just being a kid, you want to be, uh, what's the word? Well, blues is kind of an old man music. Yeah, maybe. But it, it was more of just being like anti-whatever, you know, just trying to be counterculture, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like... It's like old people music, so you want yeah. to do the other thing. Yeah. You don't want to do the thing that old people like. I feel like that's common amongst being young. Yeah, but I, I got into him not too long ago, and man, like I, I really was at, I guess, just the mature enough age to just, wow, like yeah. probably one of the best blues players I've seen, you know what I mean? And like, you know, I can say guitarist or whatever. I mean, there's great guitarists out there. Is that being a little tricky for you? Maybe. I was just trying to raise it so I could sit up a little. Okay. Oh, yeah, here, let me help you real quick. Okay, cool. Thank you. And pause. Yeah. <laughs> for these local messages. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, thank you. I'm not the tallest person, so I. Perfect. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's concerned. great. Are you hot a little bit? No, I mean I'm okay, but okay. Yeah, whatever you gotta do. But then you so you listened to him, yeah, and you um, and you, you found a place where he he resonated with you. It was just I I I finally was able to hear him. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any like walls up, right? And I was like, man, there's there's some people that it doesn't matter like the style you're playing, like how elite you are at it. You know, it's yeah. like you don't have to do like dragon forth right. tapping to be great. Yeah, but like you you can hear his voice mm-hmm. through the guitar. Yeah. And you hear other people who can try to emulate him or try to play blues, but they you, you just don't hear the voice like connecting. It, it's almost like he's singing, you know. It's like it's yeah. that 
the the medium is just him and there's really nothing yeah. in between you're not really hearing him play guitar you're just hearing him sing yeah i've had I've, that's a great way to describe it i've had other friends that we've just had talks about him well because you know i spent this time outside of texas too so we people you know i mean he's worldwide yeah um and and he that's exactly what they said there it's like yo he when he plays a note it sings yeah and it does that's what i think what's special about him he just had this this energy that was manifested through the notes mm-hmm. and it was his voice it sounded like him no matter what he yeah. played what guitar he played it always sounded like stevie which is that's a really special thing to have you know yeah no it's awesome yeah. but i i've been wanting to get to that like level now <laughs> so after yeah. i started listening to him like you know yeah probably 2019 sure i was like oh i guess i'll figure out this pentatonic scale yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And you know it's it's uh, once you once you've been playing guitar for like over ten years and yeah. you're just like self taught it's like you know it, yeah. if you put the time it's like okay it's just a pattern and it's totally a pattern uh, you know not to toot my own horn but I have good hand eye coordination that's great lots of halo in my former years you know yeah 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 P- people can knock on video games but I, I think uh, when you're playing these like fast paced games and you're twitching I, I think it does something and I think it probably uh, helped my guitar playing that's but an interesting that's an interesting anecdote I never thought about it. I used to like playing video games yeah. when I was younger too and like. I think like it, well, and it was a different era of like gaming because gaming so like involved these days. Yeah, but but yeah, I used to play games too. That's interesting. Maybe that does have to do with hand coordination. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I remember this like uh, big gamer. I can't remember. I think it was like Fatality or something. He was like a huge Counter Strike gamer, and like for that, you have to be. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. s- probably the most pinnacle of uh, mm-hmm. shooting games. Where it's like reaction times okay. and. Uh, but he would like play. Say he'd play tennis to help with his hand eye coordination mm-hmm. to kind of you know with yeah. that so i think it definitely helps out you know like yeah uh and anything does uh auxiliary to yeah what you're doing yeah that's a great take on that i yeah. dig that yeah even even uh now i'm learning uh just working out uh-huh. because i feel like for a while i was just like very like non-active other than guitar yeah i started having back issues yeah yeah, you, yeah, man. You get I call it guitar shoulder, which that's, then it stems into everything else. That's like what it is, man. It's back like and your hips the trap and, is getting tied, and yeah. then or the lat is getting or no, the trap, and then the lats like kind of getting elongated, and right. then causes imbalance. It's crazy. Yeah, then you're just like your other side's all twisted. Yeah, I know. But I, I couldn't imagine like if I was playing bass with <laughs> that. I've done man. It's so heavy. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the weight of a guitar is definitely a, a conscious thing. Like I'm like that guitar's too heavy. I don't want to play that one. <laughs> Now these days, yeah, we be slinging that thing on my shoulder and end up more lopsided. Yeah, like <laughs> I think uh, like the hollow bodies I have. Yeah, yeah, the Ibanez though, it's probably the lightest I have. Cool. It's like a really thin neck. Uh huh. The body's thin. There's no like enamel on it. Yeah, that's a nice little collection over there. I dig it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just different varieties. Yeah, I'd I'd uh I'd like to get more down the line, but I think my next step is to do like some custom like buy Warmoth parts or oh cool maybe even just uh like that first Squire I got for. Mm-hmm christmas i still have that and i just gutted that and i was yeah. like i'm just gonna put like some really bad bare knuckle like yeah. 69 strap pickups in here yeah you know it's like yeah i don't really care about the wood right now yeah. it's like i think the pickups probably if you're ever or if you're interested in going down that rabbit hole a little more there's a um, one of the bass players that i've worked with for years in town he's um brandon taylor he's he's great player but also he does custom woodwork and oh, stuff wow. uh so he's like a master woodworker but he builds bases a little bit for sale. He sells them, but it's, yeah. it's not like a full business or anything. But he, they're beautiful, and he because he knows wood so well, mm-hmm. so like he knows how to seek out good wood. But then through that, 
he's he's really fallen into a nice place of like having a really really solid connections with some great companies like with pickups and, oh wow nice and and even necks or like you know all that stuff and he's he calls them up and they talk about stuff and so like he's he's been able to get me some really cool parts because i've done the same thing like i have a squire telly mm-hmm. like you know a total budget like 400 hundred dollar guitar yeah but we took out all the electronics and put in like three hundred dollar pickups yeah and the thing screams yeah exactly. it's like i mean it's it's wood you know sure there's better wood or whatever yeah. but like i mean you know with those really nice pickups in there it sounds killer so if you ever want to link yeah. up with him <laughs> oh yeah yeah man. yeah no i definitely i definitely want to and he loves that stuff he loves talking about get it that and, going yeah, yeah, yeah ever since i started listening to uh, stevie yeah uh i was like man that sound the those sound, neck man. pickups and then i know Nile Rogers, like yeah. that's his thing too. The yeah. neck, like 60, 67, 69 uh, strap pickups. Mm-hmm. It's like that's how you get that, you know, that chic sound. You know, the, all yep. the guitars yep. on Random Access Memories for Daft Punk. It's like yep. that's how you get that. So it's like, man, I want that. <laughs> I just bought this. Uh, I don't think I had it that other night with me, um, but um, I just bought a sixty-one custom shop reissue three thirty-five Gibson. And um, it's a very nice guitar. It was kind of just like my commemorative piece to myself for playing for 30 years. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I want a really nice piece. Because all my guitars are pretty budget-friendly. Like, I call them tools. Yeah. And they're all, like, in the five to $1,000 range. So yeah. Nothing crazy. But, you know, I wanted to spend a little money and just, like, really have a piece that I'm going to have, say, for the next 30 years of my mm-hmm. career. And so, I mean, this, talking about singing, this thing sings. And when I played it, I was like, I felt like I was hearing myself play for the first time. Wow. And um, but now what it's made me want is like because uh, I grew up a Strat guy uh-huh. and I was like I should just sell everything and just go get like a really nice Strat and just have like two money guitars. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna do that. I mean, yeah. my, my guitars are personal to me <laughs> yeah. too. But I was like, now I'm eyeballing. It's like okay, now I need a really nice like custom shop Fender because like, mm-hmm. they have a vibe, you know. Yeah, and definitely. those like the hand wound electronics and all that stuff. The the time and effort that goes into custom guitars, whether it's a custom shop or custom built or or vintage one. I mean, there really is really, really something special about the tones that come out of those instruments. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Yeah, yeah I've like uh, you're saying, like it's the sound of Chic. It's the sound of Stevie. It's that's a sound. Yeah, some history the, in yeah, it. Yeah, there's history in those tones and those guitars. You know. So just to finish what I was saying earlier, now I'm remember, remembering it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just really impressed by your guitar playing. Oh, well, thank like, you. Like I was like, man, I I want to get to that level one day. Just yeah. being able to. Uh, improv more sure. better you know because yeah. i'm not really an improv guy i'm more of yeah. like i hear something in my head and I'm like okay figure out how to get it down or sometimes i'm noodling and then yeah. i play wrong note and i'm like oh yeah 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 then think about that one you right? know yeah. you stumble <laughs> upon the you stum- stumble upon the golden nuggets yeah so um yeah it's it's uh it's just cool yeah I, like i was telling my dad too he was there with me and Is, I was, like, was your dad a player or no okay, no yeah. no yeah he's he's tried to get get into it lately that that brown hollow body, he got that to learn. He was like, "Yeah, here you go." Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's too late for me. I'd rather hear you play. You know, oh, I'd rather yeah. hear you on stage playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was telling him, yeah, I kind of had like those Stevie vibes, man. It's oh. like really, really solid. Thanks, man. It's in there for sure. You know, and um, I mean, I'm not afraid of that at all. Like, I, I mean, that's beautiful sound and beautiful playing, and you know, with my own twist and sound on it these yeah, days. Yeah, of course, too. yeah. But um. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for noticing. So, so when you first started, mm-hmm. did you start like, um, like with lessons? You start from the ground up, like. Uh, well, I'm self-taught as well. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I've, I've had it. There's a couple stories from my youth where it was like, my mom. I was like four or something. As I don't even remember this, but mm-hmm. we were at the mall or something, and we were at a toy store, and I like stopped at a toy piano, 
and some guy walked by and 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 then told her she's like man he can really carry a tune mm-hmm. even back then and then i they offered free piano lessons um at, at the public elementary school i was at oh nice for a time and so i signed up for that my sister was getting classical lessons but we couldn't afford to do both mm-hmm. so you know I, I enrolled in those those lessons at that school which was like it, it was a like a nice what was it, what do they call it? it was a fine arts school for even for elementary so you know they had all these like there was dance class there was gymnastics yeah. there was music and all this stuff so i enrolled in the, in the piano classes and then they had like a show and tell and i got up there and you weren't allowed to take those lessons if you were taking private lessons because they were for people who couldn't afford private lessons. And so I got up there and I played a song that I had just picked out from ear from watching my sister play. Oh, wow. Because when my sister would play, I would just like, I mean, I would just gravitated towards music, always mm-hmm. have. So I would just sit on the bench and watch her practice and listen and listen, probably probably in a way like developing ear training. And yeah. I, I didn't even know what was going on. And so when I went up to the front of the class and I played this piece, I forget which one it was. I want to say it was Green Sleeves, which is like an old classical piece or something. And I was just playing like the front part. I wasn't playing the whole song. Yeah. But then she pulled me aside and she was like, are you taking lessons? You know, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, no, I just sit next to my sister. <laughs> I just figured it out. And she was like, you kind of have a gift. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm like seven. What do yeah. I know? His teacher's telling me whatever. And then, um, and then when I picked up the guitar... Again, I saw my sister playing, so it was I was just around all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, she showed me a few chords, and then I just, yeah, I just dug in and just endlessly listened to CDs and and just would try to do my best to mimic it. And I I do have a good ear, like and and well, especially now I may have been doing it forever, but like I back then I could even pick out the notes. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was more about developing that hand eye coordination, yeah, and just becoming comfortable on the instrument. Whereas like hearing it was easier for me. Um, so that was kind of, that was it. I mean, I was just self-taught and then, um, I went to college in New Orleans, but I didn't study music, but I, I hung out with nothing but the jazzers yeah. and all the jazz musicians and like, I bet. I mean, some of them are still my best friends in life. And, and, um, so again, just always surrounded myself with it or, and people that were studying it or people that were, you know, like, um, that had way more knowledge about it than I did. And I was just kind of absorbing it, you know, and, um, I still do that today, you know? It's even like that's like what it is when I get to play with this, you know, this legend rocker, you know, like just being around him. I'm just soaking up what he knows and, yeah. and what he tells me. And then I go and work on it or whatever and stuff. So, um, so no, I, it's pretty self-taught. It's kind of it's kind of amazing that I've stuck with it. No, sorry, I was just making yeah. sure I was recording. I was yeah. like, I don't want <laughs> all this to get lost. Like, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> no, that's 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 my mind, man. I uh yeah, like the backtrack stuff. It's like so, you know. I, I want to do such like a big production. Yeah, and I don't want to wait to have to like get people to do it. Yeah. So that's and, why. We, and don't. Yeah, that's don't, that's why we're wait. building this. Uh, you know, it, it runs the backtracks. It's vocal effects. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was admiring it a little and bit. HX stomp there for me and my bro. Cool. Um, this is just for like a, a digital mixer for our IEMs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like this will run it with tracks and like when the chorus comes on it'll change the vocal effects this are you what are you, are you using ableton mm-hmm. yeah oh man For ableton's life. the shit dude yeah it's, it's awesome i haven't gotten totally in i have it i even took a, sm- a small class um i don't know if you know those organizations like black fret and yeah the house of songs they, they they just threw like a class and i knew some people and so they got me into it and uh it was cool and actually if you if you don't know of this guy albert Alberto Chapa. Um, he's a certified Ableton instructor. Mm. He lives here in Austin. Really groovy dude. 
just he's just down to talk about Ableton all day. But also he's like he's kind of a mastermind with it. Yeah. Um. But he he gave like a good. It was like a three hour like you know lecture, and hands on and like so. Uh, we went through Ableton and my my best friend in New York, who's one of those jazz guys from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really into Ableton and stuff, and so it's like a. You can do a lot of stuff with it. Man, like it's a you, magical, yeah. magical piece of software. Like, like honestly, it's it it is real nice to go up there with no pedals and just be able to Yeah. You know, the the point is to be able just to play and not have to worry about anything. Right. But kind of just saying well right now it's like, you know, it's it's turned me into like a worrying person cuz uh-huh. like it, you know, this is running the show not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm just like freaking out, like in the you know I I can't get into it that much until yeah. like the last two songs or so. It's like yeah. okay now I can like yeah, yeah. actually play and have fun. Yeah. But uh, that like not having the click track and the back track, it's totally uh, just playing live. That's I've been telling my bandmates too lately. It's like I don't know if we should be doing less click, but there's something about being in the groove with the people you're playing with. oh absolutely yeah. like y'all can all be on time yeah. you can all be playing the right thing but there are these like micro uh you know just you're you're not on tempo you know it's it's like a, a sine wave or whatever you know i mean there's yeah these little micro adjustments like us you know it's like a pendulum yeah exactly right. and when you hear somebody doing that like y'all or the band um uh, before before y'all uh, thrown out bones that girl drummer was killer. Yeah, L- Liliana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liliana. Yeah, they came. You did a podcast with them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they. Yeah, we did it on Zoom the night before. They were okay. somewhere, wherever they. Yeah, because they're all on the road. The right yeah, now. she was great. Yeah, I no. was a fan. Yeah. I was like an immediate fan. I walked in. I was like, whoa. Yeah, she has a good stage presence. Mm-hmm. Um, good energy too. Just oh, as yeah. a person. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah, she's very positive. Mm-hmm. Gave me a hug when I met her. I know, yeah. me too. I was, she was like, I'm going to hug you. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's good being around people like that. You know, like you're saying, it's good to be around musicians if you want to do that. But, you know, being around positive musicians yeah. and stuff. Um, but uh, I totally lost. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, before I got <laughs> occupied with this, uh, you, yeah, you're, you're totally right. It's like, and, and that's probably... Well, it is partially why I started doing this mm-hmm. is to just talk to other musicians. Yeah, that's great. Because I don't know, I feel like regardless of any other, you know, thoughts or morals or whoever people are, it's like I feel like musicians were we're like in a trade. You know, it's yeah, we can still relate on something, and I, I think it's a very special trade. You know, there's people who are engineers or welders yep. or carpenters. Yeah. But I feel like for us, we do that, but it's like, you know, but the, you know, the house we're building, it's coming from within or, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very, it's a very personal trade. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's easy, you know, it, to relate that sort of thing with people who aren't musicians. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's, uh, I, yeah, I agree with you as well that, um, I think there's a lot lost on people who aren't involved in music as part of your day-to-day life. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of stuff that goes on internally, you know, as a student, as, you know, a participant with other bandmates. Um, you know, I mean, music is a language. Yeah. It's a communication, you know, that's what you're doing on stage. And and whether that's with your own band, which is just a select group of humans that you've chosen to communicate with, or you communicate easily with, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, you know, people just show up to the show and it's like they hear things sonically and they see the lights and the way we look or dress and it's yeah. like 
that's a totally different perspective than when you're in it every day. You care about it so much. Yeah. You care about the people you work with and, um, you know, very personal, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like y'all, y'all definitely have a connection with who you're playing with. And I mean, I'm guessing you're, you're the, you're the band leader. So yeah, yeah I am, right? you, that, that must resonate down from you. But yeah, y'all sonically, like y'all just had that sound. And, I, and that's what I tell the band. It's like, if I come across somebody's music and I'm just like, you know, I don't really like the song or it's like, you know, I'm not really into that genre or something. It's like, I can always respect, like if somebody's tight, it's like, man, that is, that's a gift. And that's something that's like awesome that probably we don't have right now that maybe I, I think the key is probably to do a little bit more just jamming free time sure with without the uh the click and stuff but um yeah yeah it takes, it. it takes a second <laughs> well thank you thank you it takes a second to get there and it wasn't always like that you know i mean like i said i've been in austin 10 years and this band has been around nine ish yeah um and here you know um forgetting about new york for a second it's like just in austin it's been around for nine years and um, no, there were there were the, the beginning phases when it's like I didn't know as many people in town either, mm -hmm. you know, or or whatever in the scene and stuff. And so like I just needed a drummer because I got a gig and I was like, and someone would show up and the and the vibe wasn't there, you know, the meshing wasn't there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that takes time sometimes. And yeah, it takes time to find the right people again to like connect with on mm -hmm. stage and musically. And it's like. And, and the folks I have surrounding me these days, it's like, it's pretty, pretty solid team. Nice. I, I'm, I feel very lucky and appreciate them. Oh, yeah. 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 Luckily, I have my brother on base. So we. There you go. We you, have some well, you guys, yeah. you guys have some, yeah, total <laughs> synergy. You know, there's always a brother's thing, man. Like, yeah. I feel like brothers play music together. It's, it's a thing. I, I actually, there were these two brothers I worked with for a period, like maybe like a year and a half or something here in town. Um, and the, the Ashby brothers. We even went to go play in the Middle East once together. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we went to go play a military base in Dang, Doha, I'd love Qatar. to do that, man. It was cool. It was also a whirlwind because it was like 36 hours. We got there. It was late. We had some beers, went to sleep. They took us around and kind of gave us a tour. Yeah. We played, and then it was jet back to the airport at like 7 a.m., and mm -hmm. it was like, what happened? <laughs> Dang. Also, you were on the other side of the world. Yeah. But um, but but they they were brothers and like their harmonies were out of control and like you know synergy. Yeah. Brother thing. Well, um, your show's coming up. I know you're doing the Continental one next Sunday. Next Sunday on the twentieth, and that's with Alejandro. But but we're doing our official South by Showcase Saturday nice. at the Saxon Pub nice. at ten p.m. And I'm stoked about that because I feel like they upgraded us this year. Like we've done the Saxon Pub for a few years, mm -hmm. but it was like 1 a.m. and it was midnight, <laughs> and then it was canceled so, for a couple yeah. years. And now they like, they gave us that 10 o'clock slot. I'm like, oh nice, nice like, little prime time on Saturday night. Is uh, Austin Guitars right next to there still? Uh, the South Austin Vintage. South Austin Vintage. Yeah. Vintage, yeah. Which also total shout out. I love that shop. Yeah, that's where I got my first amp from. Nice. It's in the garage. It was yeah. just like some something. I don't even know the brand. Yeah. Single speaker, you know, like a 12 inch or something. But I bought yeah. this cool. Um, I, I got my orange amp from there too. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. And the people that are really cool and nice. Mm -hmm. um, total local spot. Yeah. I got an, a cool Marshall Origin. So it's like a modern Marshall, all tube, and it's only um, 20 watts. So you can, and it has a selector switch where you can control the wattage. So, like, if you got to be quiet, you can still get all that oh, crunch wow, nice. and stuff. Yeah. But it's loud if you crank it. I love that line. I walked in there, same thing. I just was like playing. I was like, what is this thing? 
Yeah. Okay, here's some money. I'll be back in a couple weeks and pay off the rest. Martial Origin? Martial Origin. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Man, it's been a while since I've done that. Like back in high school, my friends and I would just go there and just hang. Noodle, yeah. I know. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hate it. Hate playing guitar. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I hate playing guitar too sometimes. It's okay. It's a love hate thing for sure. Come on, guys. I've been doing it more, man. Like, I've just, like, this is so much to, like, wrap my head around. Like, I've just been getting away from it. So lately, I've been just streaming on Twitch, just jamming out to some, cool. some music, sure. throwing on some, you know, uh, copyright free, like just blues tracking, working yeah. on, working on that, uh, yeah. pentatonic. Yeah. Work on that pentatonic. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's fun, man. It, it, it is fun just jamming along, just yeah. not having any plans, not having anything pre-written and just sort of yeah. trying to fill it. Yeah. And that, that is a skill in its own is trying yeah. to find the voice really. Yeah. Cause it's easy to learn scales, yeah. But it's you, you have to find, you know, that voice to where it's like, okay, I'm not thinking, okay, let's play up here now, let's play down here now. Yeah. It's more of it just, just happens, yeah, right, yeah. Do you feel like that's where you're at now? It sounds like it. Like, like when you're up there, what's going through your head? Are you just like I'm pretty cha- empty? I'm pretty channeled out. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're not even thinking about it. Nothing. Yeah, that's where you want to get. Well, and especially when I get to, you know, because again, um, like my band is a slight rotating cast of of members, mm-hmm. just on schedules, and you know, everybody in Austin gigs. Yeah. Um, but when I have definitely like the core team, everybody knows the songs. Like, it's like I disappear from being a band leader, and I just get to perform. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'm pretty channeled out. I don't. I'm not thinking about <laughs> yeah. like I'm going up to the twelfth fret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um. Yeah. I kind of I that 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 existed for me kind of always. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I, I'm, t- I'm thinking back to just being younger, and when I when I used to go, I used to go. There used to be a really killer. Well, there's still a good one, but there used to be a killer blue scene in Houston. Like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I mean, like, I like eight, nine blues clubs, and they had jams every night. Dang. And then like, so that was how I started too. I mean, I was like sneaking in, and getting kicked out, and just you know doing that old school thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, even back then, like I'm, I'm thinking about it now. That that kind of channel thing existed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my bag of licks and tricks was smaller. Yeah. These days, it's it you know it's deeper. But um, I did still didn't think about like the neck. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I don't know. I don't. That's all I got. <laughs> so do you, do you feel like when you're when you're up there and you're soloing? Mm-hmm. Do, well, first of all, do you have like pre-checked like I guess like a set list or? Well. More of like the song is they're like okay sixteen bars here and oh. you just kind of know internally or you just go off and then you look at the guys like okay I'm ready yeah yeah um some songs definitely have the set just um length of a solo mm-hmm. um and actually I'm trying to get a lot better not better about that I'm more conscious of it because I have songs that are songs and and we play them the way they are yeah. laid out on the recording um and then I have songs where the solo section will be open. Actually, we were talking about this that night after Swan Dive. I was talking to, with to my drummer Josh about it, but it's like, so th- yeah. So there's moments where there's a solo section, but it's just open, and I just give a look to Dana, the bassist, to go to the next part, which mm-hmm. takes us back into the song. Mm-hmm. But that solo section is just improvised and free. Yeah. Um, and Dana is just kind of holding down whatever chord changes are f- for that. Mm-hmm. But then, um, and then we get back into the song and then end it. And then the even the in between segue moments, and it's what's kind of special about the group is I tell them I'm like just be yourself, and I'm like I mean I'll just look at Josh and be like yo noise fest, and that just means like do whatever you want. Yeah, I'll flip on all the fuzz, whatever. Yeah, nice. I may not even play notes. I'm just making noise. Yeah, 
Um, so we we run kind of the gamut of doing all of that. Like the songs are always there, but I think that's kind of what's fun about this band. It's it's so natural and mm-hmm. just um, it, it actually and it really pulls people in because you're you're witnessing this live performance yeah. aspect. Whereas like a lot of times and and even some songs I have, we're just playing it the way we rehearsed it, mm-hmm. uh, which I like to break away from that and just be experimental, you know. So speaking of like you know scales and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. of course. For those who don't know, like pentatonic looks like blues skill, right? Yeah, blues and rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. When you're up there, you definitely got like the blues and rock vibe. Mm-hmm. Do you mainly like stick with that? Like I'm sure in the moment you're just, you know, like you're channeled out. You're not thinking about it. Yeah. But do you ever go back and listen to past performances and you're like, okay, it's very bluesy because I'm sticking to the pentatonic or does it depend on the song to where you'll throw in like some of these other skills that are, have more of like of a you know a, a different fill, yeah. Um, and again, not thinking about it in the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, because I do have some songs like we got this cool song that uh, called Raindrops, and it's like I wrote that after I did that trip to India, mm-hmm. and so the whole concept of that song was, uh, and I, I you know I got to see some live music while I was in India and like traditional Indian music, and it was cool, you know, and like in Indian music, like the drone is 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 an element that mm-hmm. exists a lot through different types of music that they have and so when i wrote that song i was like there's got to be this underlying drone which dana handles now and she's bowing the upright bass. oh wow nice whereas i used to do it and i had like a freeze pedal and i would just freeze the a note and then play to it but i've, I've let that go and just let her handle mm-hmm. that um and so with that droning and 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 just like the uh inspiration of it being a song that i wrote while i got to spend time in india I try to get away from the blues sound as much as possible and explore, you know, um, Eastern music is really, really, you know, there's a lot of like half notes and half tones. Like they play in between notes. Yeah. And it's like that Indian singing that they do is it's like literally it's not a whole note. It's just in between somewhere. And so like I even teeter with that. And, and I love that guitar player, Derek Trucks. If, if, you know, uh, check him out. He's like this ridiculous slide virtuoso, and he used to be in the Almond Brothers. Um, his his uncle was one of the original Almond Brothers, and he's this guy's world class. He's mm-hmm. won Grammys and everything, but he plays slide guitar, and he has a lot of Indian tunes and stuff, or Indian influenced tunes, or Eastern tunes. I guess is a better way to say it. And with the slide, you know, you can even slide in between the notes easier. Yeah, because you're on top of the string. Yeah. Um. So I I like reach for those kind of things and um. And again, those are things that are just kind of like in my bag from being, you know, listening so yeah. much to him or whatever and stuff. Um, so I definitely uh, try to to get away from that. Um, I think actually that's where I'm, that's where I exist right now is trying to get away from the blues and really? the rock sound as much as possible with still being myself. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know about Derek Trucks, you said? Yeah. Look him up. He's, he's great. There's a video of him when he's 12. I think he's either playing with his band and they're opening for the Allman Brothers or he sits in. So watch that. Just look at Derek Trucks 12. Yeah. It'll come up and it's this tiny kid. He plays an SG and the guitar is like bigger than he is. And then find any video of him. Like there's a great, I think, New Orleans Jazz Fest performance of, of him and his current band. He sounds the same and he Dang. was 12. Wow. And it's like, that's just how mature he was. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a genius. He's Dang. totally like a virtuoso. So I checked it out. Yeah. I've, been, I've been trying to do more slide, but it's totally, uh, it's a challenge. It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the in, in between notes, I had a guy, uh, Anthony Stavola on not too long ago and he's a big fan of Jacob Collier, I think is his name. That sounds familiar. But yeah, he, he does like all these like micro tunings, like all the notes yeah, between right. the notes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he has like perfect pitch or something. It's yeah. just like, 
It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and you know what that is too. It's like um, I think you reached on this when you're like, oh, I played that wrong note, but then you're like, oh, but that was cool. Yeah. Um, those, it's it's really an element of just fearlessness. There's no wrong notes. Exactly. There really aren't. You mm-hmm. know, like I mean, if you play with like a stingy band leader that gives you a stink eye, yeah. like, but it's just because that's not the way that he hears it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it's a wrong note. And and kind of existing with that fearlessness to be like, I'm gonna fuck up. But that's going to get you to a cooler place. Yeah. It's going to get you into a new, you know. Open uh, the door. Yeah, open the door to a new field that you've never even walked through. You ever heard of Paul Gilbert? Yeah, but no, I haven't listened to his music a lot. He's good, man. Yeah. He, he um, I feel like he does blues and, so he used to be like a hair metal player. Right, 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 yeah. But he's just so good, so he like that, knows a lot. Is that Mr. Big? Is that, no. I, I know the name. I forget which band he Maybe. was Maybe. That kind of sounds familiar. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think so, too. Then, yeah, Mr. Big and the Racer X, I think was his own thing. Okay. But he's he's just done. I, I saw him live at the parish a oh, couple cool. years ago, and just like the the way he fuses the metal licks, which right. is just you know, ooh, crazy stuff with some blues stuff. Yeah, the way he brings blues into it, it's like man, he's just going in and out of just like, you know, everything. You know, the pentatonic, the Ionian, yep. all the stuff. He's just like, and yep. it's it's not him thinking. It's just he's mastered it, so yep. he can just he can do that. And he's yep. like, okay, now I want you to feel bluesy and now I want you to feel like you're, you know, flying through space. Yeah. yeah. So these other shows you have coming up, yeah. are they going to be the same setup y'all three? Are you adding any keyboards in yet? Or are you just keeping it? I actually just saw my keyboard player last night. We went to go see um, the Golden Dawn Orchestra at Empire, who's a great band if you haven't seen them. Mm-mm. My buddy's playing guitar for them. He's a killer guitar player in town, Adam Johnson. And um, so we went to go watch them. So we were hanging out and, and he was pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was like super South by lit. Yeah. And then he pulled me aside. He's like, did I tell you we all dropped Molly? And I was like, no, you didn't. But that would explain why you're spilling your beer on my shoe right now. And I was like, it's cool. I love you. I, I'm not upset about this at all. Yeah. I was like, I hope you have a rad night. Yeah. And he was like hugging me. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's why you're so touchy, Vili. Yeah. But um, he was like, man, I think I had a conflict. But man, I love you so much. I love playing. I, I, I'm canceling everything. I'll be there. So we should have the keyboard player. Oh, on, wow. On Saturday, Dang. Which I, which I, I imagine will happen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's great. He, he's you know keyboard players they play in like nine bands all the time yeah because the good guys are always working and, yeah you know so uh but he said he said he'll be there so hopefully he'll show up dang <laughs> and is it like uh, added to the songs that y'all were playing at swan dive like that sort of yeah i think um, set list or do y'all do different stuff when you don't have keyboards no no we always play like there is a, a catalog i guess is um because I have like a, actually I brought these for you. I don't know if you do what you do or if you do any of it. Because we're in such a digital age. But there's a CD. Oh wow! And there's a vinyl. So um, pass them along. Keep them. Wow use, man! Use them as coasters. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll take some photos of these and put them cool. on the the YouTube and. These are cool too. Like so, this one we did with um, to sidetrack real quick. But this one we did with Beto Martinez, who's a great guitar player in mm-hmm. town. He's uh comes from Grupo Fantasma and Brownout, and he has a cool band called Moni Chicha. And Chicha music is like really groovy, like psychedelic, like Peruvian beats mm-hmm. with like electric guitar and stuff. So he and I met during South by actually, like I think in 2016. And so he produced that and recorded it. And nice. um, that came out last um, December uh, 2020. Where are we? 2022? I can't even keep track. Right. <laughs> and then this vinyl is fun with these guys that I work with in the Bay Area, the Lugnut brand record company. Uh-huh. Um, mostly like kind of like throwback, like soul funk stuff. Like I like to say this is like James Brown's rhythm section with Albert King or Freddie King on guitar. So it's like really retro funk with like stank 
Texas blues on top. Nice. Yeah. Um, so fun recordings. Yeah. Yeah. Check them out. Wow. Um, I can keep these. Those are for you, my oh, friend. Oh wow! Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is the the first gift gift I've ever gotten here oh. on the podcast. Oh well, took twenty five episodes. But <laughs> <laughs> so at fifty, you'll get another. Yeah. Gift. Right, right, right. That's funny. Um, but uh, oh, so so I have a, a a pretty good catalog. Like I have releases and stuff out. So I mean, I think the active song list right now is about fifty tunes. Wow. So like I it's I I just I just pull out whatever the band yeah. the band knows most of it and um if they don't like most of the time they have. Um, an iPad or something because I have all the charts and things written on for Dropbox so they can take a quick peek if I call something that's a little more obscure. And do you, you, you do you do all those? Like I do, I write them, but it's not like it's not a traditional like staff notation because I don't really read music. Just tapping it out or what? I just write the simple chord chart. So it's like a like what do they call that? That's called something like something that's in like the what what's that jazz book the easy book oh uh, the real book yeah the real book right. kind of like that where it's just where the like, chords are just yeah. on top it's very similar to that okay yeah. um and so i just write out the chord changes and then the arrangement of the song so they could literally just read yeah. it down and do it that's smart yeah well it's helpful because again just the rotating members like that way if i haven't played with someone in a couple months maybe yeah. go, here's all the charts just show up and you know well maybe we'll practice once or something so uh i'm always playing some variety of 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 something out of the catalog mm-hmm. um and you know, right now we have a nice twenty-two song thing because we play we play all kinds of gigs. Like me, I play solo gigs. Dane and I do duo gigs. You saw the trio. Mm-hmm. Um, the band grows into a four or five piece sometimes, um, and also sometimes we do three-hour gigs or sometimes we do like a forty-five minute gig. Like we just just all of it. Yeah, it's always know. playing. Always playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm trying to get to, man. That's yeah. a it's an aspiration of mine, just to like yeah, trying to start some more projects. Yeah. Um, just always playing because it's yeah it's like if you're always playing you're just whenever you get back to your stuff or whatever you're just going to be in it that's you know? that's what it's all about always playing yeah the old guys always playing yeah i've i've learned that from people that are you know more seasoned and more of a veteran than i am and it's like man they always have an instrument in their hand or they're always and that's that's why they still do it and you know that's why people do it still into older age yeah you just never stop that's the name of the game never stop i will say though i feel like some bands the older they get the content is not as uh, tasty as it was for me in the earlier yeah, years. So, I, yeah. So maybe it might, the trick might be getting worse. You know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't play for ten years and pick it up again and yeah. be like, ah, I don't want this guitar. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm back at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, cool, man. We, yeah, we've been at it for about an hour. Okay, I know cool. you probably have to go. You got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah, right? I'm. I'm playing this funky little like. Um, they have some giant dome installation across from the convention center. Oh wow. And um, I'm, I'm just crazy doing, uh, structures popping up. All yeah, the I don't even know what's in this dome. It's called the Wiz Dome okay. or Wise Dome. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just playing like an hour and there. It. Uh, I, I gave myself a little window. Like I play at three. So. Oh, cool. And I'm gonna get dropped off thankfully because it's right in the mix. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm just I'm just doing a solo set. So. Damn. Rolling with my acoustic guitar and stuff, but um. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't realize I left a window for myself. I thought I was playing at 2. Oh, wow. I put 2 in my calendar so that I'm there at 2. Oh. <laughs> I play at 3. So my mind is working, thankfully, even though I wasn't aware that yeah. it was working in my favor. Nice, yeah. I try to do that every now and then. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to trick myself later to think, yeah. oh, yeah. all I need is, yeah, an hour of time. Now you got yeah. two Because, again, like, I, I, there's just, I mean, South by Southwest, such a constant simulation. I really kind of am having trouble, like, powering down and sleeping at night right now and it's like man maybe i got like four and a half hours of sleep last oh, night wow. and that's like the third night in the row like that and the other Catches nights up. it's catching up because also like i was playing late or up late and it's like now i'm like i'm gonna take 
the late afternoon and evening off tonight so I can be fresh. Because my big shows haven't even happened yet. I got to be yeah. ready for the weekend. You <laughs> yeah. know? So I need to like chill out a second. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you, uh, when you don't get a lot of sleep, does it affect like vocal stuff or? No, you know, I'm, I wear glasses and it's like, I'm, I'm totally blind without them. My eyes get really fatigued, but that like makes me more fatigued. My, like I don't physically get tired or like with music or voice or anything, Yeah. but my eyes get tired and then that just makes me tired. Yeah, and I think it's just because I have weak eyes, mm. so that's that's where I feel it. Yeah, which is weird, but I mean, maybe not. Yeah, that's the one thing I get like kind of messes me up. Get paranoid. It's like yeah, the the voice because some of the stuff it's just like it's too like I'm writing a lot of stuff that's Michael Jackson now, and it's like yeah. you can't get like two hours of sleep and no, you can't do the falsetto no. in the in the runs and yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. yeah. Well, man, I'm hoping to catch some of your shows. Yeah. Uh, like you said, South by, South by is hectic. It is. Uh, I don't have a wristband. I really don't know anything going on. We have yeah. a show Friday, so I'm cool. probably just going to be... If you can come Saturday, let me know. I can probably put you on the list. Yeah, yeah, man. That'd no, be we'd cool. love to have you come yeah. by the Saxon Pub. And and so you're, like you said, you're in Austin now, right? I live in Austin. Okay. I live right up, I live up in Hyde Park. Okay. Yes. Well, man, we'll have to do this again. Yeah, let's do it again. Because uh, I have like so many more questions. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, well, let's <laughs> let's plan like the post-South by wrap-up or something. Oh, yeah, it'd be cool. We'll do cool, that too. Uh, another uh, debrief. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for coming yeah. on. Again, it's Buenos Dias. I'll put um, your links cool. on yeah. on everywhere. This will be on Spotify, YouTube, Apple. Awesome. And uh, yeah, maybe next time we can do some video stuff or something. Yeah, that'd be rad. Is, yeah. this, you said, is this your 25th episode? 25th or 26th. Okay, cool. Right on. So yeah, so we 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 just been doing uh we did video at the start of it for Zoom the pandemic yeah, uh this switched to audio because like I was saying there's a totally different chemistry when like you're in the room. I'm gonna do a quick selfie. Oh yeah, man. I can do a little post. Get a pic. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'd love to come back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. super fun. Yeah. Um, we should play some guitars together sometime. Dang, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I'm not good at improv. That's so. okay. <laughs> we'll get you there. Yeah. I. I. Um. My friend. I was at his house one time, and this was this. Like you. You probably go, have had this experience, but there was like he was a guitarist, and there was four guitarists. He's played at Saxon Pub with some other bands, but um, they were just jamming, and he was like, "Bring your guitar over," and I was like, "It was so crazy." Just like yeah. I'd never been in a situation where I was like decent with guitar, yeah. and there's just people, who, other people who are decent, and you're just taking turns, and they're showing me the Z chord or whatever, yeah. this one jazz chord. So, yeah, man, that's cool. I'll leave you with this. If you want to see more of that, Sunday nights at Sea Boys, which is Club on Congress, mm -hmm. great club. It's a total musician hang. Really? And it's like, I know the guys that, I know the band, and the band leader, uh, and he invites friends to come up and play. It's not like an open jam. Yeah. But you you will witness what you're talking about. It happens all night. Yeah. People just coming up and they, they just call songs off the cuff and everyone jams. Formerly trophies, right? Formerly trophies. Yeah. yeah. I, I play that trophy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, well, the vibe, like the, the raunchy vibe is still there. It's more of a roots blues club. Nice. Um, but it's a great hang and it's like everyone's really friendly and cool. And, and uh, Mike Bernal, it's his band, Mike and the Bernals. This guitar player, Willow Engage, I mean, you talk about some Stevie licks, like it's like watching a modern version of Stevie Ray. Wow. Like he's just on fire. Like his playing is fire. It's so good. I love him. He's a sweet dude. Um, but yeah, and you, you'll just see people like getting up and doing it. It's like, nice. And that's how you get better at it. You just be around. Yeah. It. Well, cool, man. Thank yeah. you for being here. You thank you it. for the, the musical gifts. You're very welcome. Um, and yeah, like, again, thank you so much for coming. I know you 
fucking swamped this week <laughs> and i i'm glad we pulled it together because <laughs> yeah. i know we tried, we've been we've been like tomorrow yeah okay tuesday yeah. All, right, all right we got it right, yeah i'm glad we did it well cool man i'll go ahead and uh stop this bad boy right on